We actually have a brand new Instagram page. Uh, you can catch it at Obligatory Podcast. Hello, we're back. We're back. We're, we're back. <laughs> we're back. One day, I'm going to get this right, and it's going to shock us all. <laughs> Hello, we're back. It's the Obligatory Podcast with Kermit and Mike coming to you live from the Orlando Improv at Beautiful Point, Orlando. I'm Mike. And I'm Kermit. And how are you doing? I'm good, man. Good. This is a weird little setup for us, huh? It is huh? so different right now. Why are we doing it here? Because uh, I stood you up last night. I was heartbroken. I was standing <laughs> by the door, dressed up beautifully, just waiting, and you never came. You never even called. I, I was never... thinking, at first, it was like, oh, he's running late, and then it's like, oh, he's maybe he got an accident, something horrible happened. And then after a while, when you weren't returning my text, I was like, no, he ditched me. No, I text you. Yeah, I know. You texted me like three days ago. Be like, hey, I have a chance to do a gig. And I did the thing where I ignored it and pretended I like know, you, you didn't. You, and then you, you were back. You're like, so what do you think? I'm like, do what you want to do. <laughs> I was trying to get your opinion on it, and you totally blew me off. I was like, man. No, it's all right, man. You know, I just got kids and a life and always clear away Tuesday night to make sure I passed up paid gigs for, you know, our podcast because that's the faith I have in the show. You but damn whatever, dude. No whatever. Gig. What'd you get paid? What'd you get paid uh, last night? A whopping 60. Pat on the back? <laughs> 60 Close bucks and a pat on the back. Pat on the back. Yeah. Well, yeah. good, man. I'm glad. No, no, I'm never going to stand in the way of you making some it money. It was cool, man. I rode up there with Jeff Jones, mm -hmm. so we just talked trash. Yeah, he's a good guy, there. man. Take the Jeep or you drove? Hell no, man. He's a dirty white boy. I'm not taking his Jeep. I ran the Jeep a couple of times. No, we, I drove. <laughs> oh, cool. Well, uh, yeah, so good turnout for you. You were over at, uh, you were recording someone else's uh, CD, DVD? No, recording. Devin was doing his second cd album okay and now just opening oh, okay cool yeah that's all that i mean it's just a regular old, uh comedy night it's just he he was doing a recording okay so nothing fancy it's did you get your stuff recording too no of course not they couldn't even <laughs> let it run a little longer no to get a good clip no. for you this table number one is so squeaky and, mm -hmm. like, I feel like if I stretch, I'm touching you. Mm -hmm. This is so small. This is after you just got done saying this table's perfect. Yeah, and then I realized, like, putting my elbows on it makes a noise. Mm -hmm. and it's not the studio back home. It's smaller than the studio one. It and is. And that's a small table. It is. <laughs> you know. But uh, it is kind of cool to be here at the Orlando Improv out on the main stage right now. We got Jiggy uh, performing. And it's a pretty packed out show in there. It's everything but the third tier filled last nice. time I was in there. Uh, Jiggy, for those of you who don't know, uh, he was an Orlando comic, uh, started out in the open mic scene, caught a lucky break opening for the Impractical Jokers when they came through, and uh, they liked him so much they took him on the road as their road opener, and nice. now he's been in a couple of issues. Or a couple of issues? issues? He's couple doing of, comics? A couple of issues of Playgirl. Um, <laughs> no. He's been in a couple of episodes of Impractical Jokers, stuff like that. Also on the stage tonight, Eric Myers is out there. Uh, Eric Myers, of course, uh, Florida's Funniest, I believe, 2013. How's everybody doing? Hysterical guy. Uh, he's got an animated series you can find online called Court Order. And then, uh, yeah, Ross Paget's out there from, of course, Monsters, winner of the 104.1 Monsters Comedian of the Year uh, from 2017, I want to say, 16 or 17. All I know is he beat me in my final round, so... <laughs> You know, uh, that's the funny thing with that Monsters in the Morning competition. I did it the first three years, and every year I lost to the guy who eventually won the whole thing. Who did you so, lose to last year? Uh, last year I lost to Ross Padgett. Oh, okay, yeah. What yeah. was the year that we lost together? Was oh, that Ross? That, oh, that, that was Ross, okay. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. That was <laughs> that was the year you decided you weren't going to do comedy. You were just going to go roast the entire <laughs> panel of judges. You went all Tom Hanks punchline on everybody, like, and you, you hit your wife. Okay, I'm out. <laughs> 
It wasn't even a joke. It's no, bad. no, no. It was great, man. It was very. Yeah, it was great. And then uh, on the other stage here at the Orlando Improv, uh, over on the Fat Fish Blue stage, we have Carmen Valone hosting the open mic. They do it here every uh, Wednesday night. Starts at eight fifteen or so. So yeah, um, I'd like to get this studio. Like, yeah, this is definitely a trial for us tonight, recording yeah. on location. Yeah, it's, it's, I mean, it could work. I think we should have used the other table, but it could work. Well, you know, you weren't here when I was picking out tables. I told you, you were running late. I did, and I thought this was this was the one that uh, you even said until you sat down. This is the perfect table. I'm sure those were and the I'm words you, this you said. This is a short table. Okay, <laughs> we will not use this table anymore. But uh, let's get into it, man. I think uh, last week uh, re- we record on Tuesday night because that's the time we set aside for recording podcasts, and we'd like to stick to it whenever someone's not being a bitch. But Wednesday night, we were both. Did you make it out here? Yeah, I'll yeah, you were out what here. What happened Wednesday? What Wednesday night, it was the eighth year anniversary oh, here. Oh, that's right, Orlando that's right. Yeah, Improv. Yeah. So eighth year anniversary, we had some great guys on the show, but uh, I think Ken Miller had gone up. He was hosting the whole night, and that's when Chris Hispanic, the GM of the Improv, came into the green room. She's like, "Hey, Howie Mandel is here. That's Does right. someone want to speak with him?" And I'm like, "What?" And she's like, "Yeah, Howie Mandel's in the lobby." Apparently, he's filming Deal or No Deal down at Universal Studios this month, and he happened to be passing by, saw the improv, thought he wanted to come in and maybe do some time. I'm like, yeah, I think we can squeeze him on somehow. So I walk out to the lobby, and he's getting kicked out because the door guys didn't recognize him. Oh, no kidding. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So the door guys were telling him he couldn't come into the show without a ticket. So they were already halfway out the main door when I call him like no no and in the door guy's defense I didn't recognize Howie Howie Mandel has a signature look nowadays about him the bald head the bald glasses glasses, you know of course we see him wearing the suits and stuff like that on deal or no deal or when he's judging but you gotta admit he looked more like someone's 80 year old grandfather who wanted to be a rapper he had a souvenir Brooklyn hat yeah souvenir (laughs) Brooklyn hat he had those Buddy Holly thick prescription glasses on basketball basketball shorts, shorts for some reason there's not a court in 20 miles not of the at improv all. yeah hey, hey mike thanks mike appreciate Thank. it man cheers man thanks you know. That is a bonus of being at the Orlando I, Improv. I, like I guess we get service. Like yeah. Yeah. This doesn't happen at your house. I mean, the girl cooks us dinner every now and then, but she's not coming into the studio with your beer of choice. I'm going to make it now. Yeah. I'm going to make it. A, hey. You, beer me. Yeah. You next ep- That's the next episode. <laughs> and then the following episode, we're talking about what it's like to be single again. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. Howie Mandel comes in and, uh, you know, he's like, uh, yeah, I was thinking maybe I want to do some time. And we're like, OK, well, we'll put you up right now if you want. He's like, no, I'd rather watch the show for a little bit. So he watched for two or three comics and then uh, came back. He's like, hey, do you mind if I go up now? And here's the thing that surprised me. I tend to remember Howie Mandel as being like a cleaner comic and everything From else. Bobby's world. Bobby. <laughs> and the voice of Gizmo, right? Yeah. yeah. And uh, he went up there and he got kind of dirty. He's super dirty. He got a little dirty dirty. A little. I was shocked. I was, I was like, like mm, all uh, right. Oh, yeah. That wasn't on America's Got Talent. <laughs> nope. Yeah, it's super dirty. Mm-hmm. Raunchy dirty, too. And, and part of the fun for me is having been a Howie Mandel fan before, like, he started judging America's Got Talent and everything else. I knew about his kind of uh, OCD and germaphobe type thing. <laughs> so when I met him, I walked over to him and I'm like, I shook the hands of the two guys he was with and then just kind of gave him like a wave. And then the comic right after me, who knows how Mandel, went up and tried to do this handshake thing. And how he like pulled back and was like, here, you can you can do oh, the elbow. He, he gave elbow? him the elbow. 
Yeah. Did you see Ken? He Ken hugged him. Oh. <laughs> and he was like, he's just trying to get away from Ken, and Ken mm. kept holding on to him. Oh. And man. I was just laughing. Know your comics. Did you hear what happened to him at the open mic? I heard parts of this, but why don't you go ahead? So he came out after he did his set. Mm-hmm. Everyone rushed because he, he was nice enough to take photos of all the comedians. Right. And then he walked outside and watched the open mic. Mm-hmm. And he's watching the open mic, and <laughs> I was trying to get up. I was like, look at me. Right, and then right, three right. minutes in front of him, I got a smile. I was like, eh, but it doesn't mm-hmm. mean anything. No. Nope. No. But before before I went up there, there's a young kid. I think it was his first time, and he brought his family out. Oh, nice. And he went up, mm-hmm. and he did very well. Like really well? Yeah. So he gets off stage and Howie pulls him to the side and I'm listening to their conversation because I, I skipped, I got bumped one and then went up. So mm-hmm. I'm listening to their conversation and um, he's like, hey, I really like your first joke. I would like to buy it off of you. Nice. And the kid goes, thanks, but I can't do that. And he goes, why not? Because I copied it from YouTube. Oh, <laughs> and that's your, mm. So... And then, like, I kind of walked away, mm-hmm. and then I could see how we kind of do, like, the finger pointing at the kid, like, you can't, you know, do that kind of stuff. That's a tough blah, blah. lesson to learn that right. way, that early. And I could see the kid, like, getting destroyed. Yeah. <laughs> but, like, a part of me goes, wait, is Howie buying people's jokes, or is Howie, Howie knew that joke, and he was just testing that kid to see, like, let's see if this kid's going to admit that's a joke stolen. I don't know, man. I mean, a lot of the bigger name comics you know hire writers and have writers and you know like even the monologues the late night guys they don't write their own monologues anymore it's like they got a room full of 20 people but he jokes. knew that kid was his first time he said it on stage i'd like i've asked i heard the story and i've asked a couple of people who were there i'm like that must have been a great joke i want to hear the joke you know and at least the kid was honest about it i mean if Howie came up to me i'd swipe the joke i'd be like well you want to pay for it <laughs> and then when he hits me up like a month later he's like i saw that joke on youtube i'm like some motherfucker took my joke and put it on youtube yeah five years before you were born i'm like well, that son of a bitch <laughs> so that's what happened i mean he's cool and that was it he, then he drifted away yeah and i think we're missing the highlight of that night what part is that the highlight was uh i i think this is what you get I think this is what I deserved. You know, I was on the show last week. You had done other bar. I had oh, done other right. bar. <laughs> you know, I went, I had done other bar. You did other bar. I was laying into you for doing horrible. Mm-hmm. I, I killed it. Yep. I did great. Uh, I went up at the Orlando Improv. My general rule is I don't put any new stuff into the show until it's been working really well at open mics, like locally for like two months or so, you know. But I was uh, riding on a high after doing a couple of open mics with some new material. I'm like, you know what? Eighth anniversary show. Plus, the comic before me had gone up and just been insanely dirty, like filthy. Oh, right, right. And yeah, I'm, like, I'm like, I'm like, I'm not going to go up there and open with my usual stuff. So I'll open with something a little bit harder, try and get them back on. And I think I I, I guess it's the word that you guys use, bomb. Like is that what it oh, happens? No, oh, so, oh, oh, it happens. You don't so, know what it is. It happens so rarely to me. I forgot what it's like. No, oh, I ate a dick for five straight minutes, man. <laughs> just raining on you. And you know the worst part? The worst part. And someone pointed this out after the show. They're like, you know the funniest thing? You look like you were enjoying yourself <laughs> so much more than when you're killing. I'm like, I was. You know why? Because it's like what we talk about when something happens that you're not used to. You're like, oh, this is new experience. I feel alive. I'm and, mad I didn't see it. Oh, oh dude, uh, I've got it recorded, the whole set. <laughs> and and the worst part of it is I haven't even brought myself to upload it to my hard drive to get <laughs> it off my camera because I don't want to accidentally even see the first. So, wait, were the jokes bad or just the people were not like, like, 
because I heard your new material. It's mm -hmm. funny. Yeah. So it's just uh, that people are not feeling you. Someone said that when I went up there, I went up really aggressive. Angry? I can see. And that. I was. I was a little. I was a little ticked. Well, you got. It was nice for Howie Mandel to stop by. Do forty minutes. But it also ran the. Uh, Hell yeah. The show late. So the guy before me had done a couple of jokes about. Uh, they were they were bluer jokes like groaners like whoa ugh, uh, like oh. going down on a girl during that yeah. time on nothing like so and then just as I'm getting ready to go up I'm standing next to Ken who's hosting and we see five servers come out with the the books so I'm like so I get I get eating oh, you out got check drop I get check drop and eating out a girl on her period is what I get to call. I'm, like, <laughs> I'm like you know what. There's no one on this lineup better for this job, you know? <laughs> and, uh, oh, dude, it, it was horrible. I went up a little more aggressive than I should have and a little, yeah. I made some mistakes. And you can get you can get away with a lot in comedy as long as you're approaching it from a friendly, funny angle. Right. Or you, or you have a little bit of likability. I threw my likability out the door in, like, my first <laughs> minute. I think, I think uh, Ken told me you literally opened up with – you. Ken was like, you literally opened up with, you guys aren't going to enjoy this. <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, I would that, that probably wasn't smart. And then they didn't. So I guess I called it right. So I should get points for that. Oh, man. But on the bright side, I had three new bits I was working out. I want to see your opener. The, That's all I want to see. I want to see the video of you, what you said <laughs> in the beginning. Yeah, we'll have to watch it. <laughs> I'm going to put but it up on, on the YouTube. The, the third bit that I brought, one of the newer ones, they hated me like it had grown quiet it wasn't even like loud chatty like the comp before me was doing okay but people were talking and it was a long night you know with me you know you know the only thing worse than a chatty crowd <laughs> is a crowd who's decide they're listening but they're not saying shit and they're not <laughs> laughing like i took a rowdy crowd turned them into listeners but not like because they were hanging on every word. They were like, we hate this guy let's show him let's not even mumble because that might give him the idea someone laughed and then uh, the last joke of my new jokes brought them back to applause break. So I've never, ever, ever had a show <laughs> where I was so deep in a hole that I'm like, this is over. And then the next joke brought them back to applause breaks. <laughs> and I'm like, you know what? That's the keeper joke. If, you, if they fucking hate you, hate you, are already telling you, boo, get off the stage, and then you do a joke that brings everybody back together in unanimous clapping... Imagine how well that joke would have done if I was already doing well. Oh, man, I'm mad I didn't see that. And then I closed with uh, one of my regular bits. <laughs> Bring them back in home. And then I did a merch pitch. Of course. <laughs> you better. I, I love selling merch. I hey. Come on in. Bro. Hey. Come on. We got a special guest. You want to come, come in? Come, come on in, in man. You guys can share a microphone. Come over here. We only got two mics. We're going to share this. Yeah. No, we we got no. Ken Miller coming in. Hang it. Uh, we would press pause, but that would mess up There's the no video pause. and stuff no. like that. Grab a chair, man. Come on over. Come Share on. a mic. And we got Robert over here. Magician. Mm -hmm. World class. We definitely got to get that board. I told mics. you that. I was like, uh, hey, man, where's know. the board? I know. I know. So, ladies and gentlemen, into our new studio at the Orlando <laughs> Improv. We just had Ken Miller. I believe, what were you, 2014, 15? Florida's funniest comic uh, walked in the room. Uh, he's actually at the Tampa Improv this Thursday night. He's headlining, and he is there Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. Uh, who are you working with? Who is it? Clayton English. All right. 
<laughs> All right, we don't we don't know who that. Is. You know who that is. Yeah. All yeah, right, you made no. a sound. <laughs> to, no, I don't. I don't. <laughs> you made like. All right. <laughs> I don't know who that is. So, uh, yeah, you know what? <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna hang back. Uh, yeah, you've we're always talking about having Ken in, so why don't you hit him up with some? Uh, hit him up with some what? Wait, what are we supposed to hit him up with? I don't know. Ask me something real quick. I'm going to go get on this open mic and do two minutes. So when's that baby coming through? Uh, whenever I can make it. Oh, okay. Uh, <laughs> something might be wrong with me. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's funny because we were actually just talking about Ken's wedding last podcast. Oh, we talking about how horrible videographer we had. Yeah. Like pure garbage. Yeah, pay for this. All right, cool, man. Yeah, we paid for it. Worst. <laughs> and he got a knockoff popcorn maker, so yeah. that should oh tell you something. Yeah, Jersey, your popcorn maker awful. I thought Charlie Bowie got you I the got popcorn. Two popcorn makers. I took one of them back. And I won't <laughs> tell the person who popcorn maker I took back. Even after you just said Jersey, yours was yeah. horrible. <laughs> well, what's wrong with Jerseys? Um, it ain't like the other bars where the popcorn already made. I got to actually make the popcorn, bro. And then put it in there? Oh, uh, yeah. So it's like more so, of a popcorn holder. So what I did was I stole popcorn from the other bar. But for some reason, that doesn't work in my popcorn maker. The, the stuff I stole Different work. temperature. Yeah, it just yeah. won't work. The bag and the oil stuff. <laughs> but now I don't eat it anymore, so since I'm eating clean now. Yeah, you on a, you on a, uh, a cleanse. Yeah, mm. yeah man. You got you to gotta clean it's hard it's hard you know actually the drinking isn't hard yeah it's the snacking is hard mm. not being able to eat like chips and cookies and candy that's hard the alcohol i haven't missed that at all but my kids are eating a bag of chips i was like oh i'll just lick can lick that finger bro which <laughs> <laughs> is gross to lick your kid's finger it's totally disgusting except for the five-year-old you can do five-year-old but the 18 year old that's kind of yeah. nasty to lick lick the finger yeah, yeah. Junior was up there itching his balls or something. <laughs> this room door is always locked, so I know he's doing something disgusting, bro. He saw he's always doing something disgusting. <laughs> so, but yeah, man. So Tampa this weekend. I'm twenty one. My goal is twenty one. I've been actually good. My wife is the one that's not been good. She's cheated like seven times. Time out. So she put you on it, but now she's already off the wagon, and then no, you stay up. She's done it, but she's cheating though. It's like a porno, bro. Like yeah, two. she's cheating though. Like I'm saying, like like I cheated twice because we went to the movies, and you gotta have popcorn at the movie. That's just a thing you have to have. So we went to see Ant Man and uh, Equalizer too, and I had popcorn. You both didn't time. pay for both of those, did you? No, nah, I got movie pass. Oh, okay. Ain't nothing better than movie pass. <laughs> if any of your listeners ain't got movie pass, they idiots. I don't got that, bro. You're do how many times you go to a movie a month? Uh, maybe once. Okay, then you don't need it. Yeah. Yeah, if you go, how many times? Depending on the movie. Here's the thing with uh, Kermit. He goes to West Oaks Mall. So, like, for 10 bucks a month, which is what movie passes, he yeah. can see, like, 100 movies at yeah, the West yeah, Oaks yeah. Mall. Yeah, you can just go in <laughs> yeah. every movie. They don't be checking at West Oaks. Yo. No. No, even employees, when you walk into West Oaks, they're like, you sure you want to come yeah, in here? Yeah. <laughs> West Oaks used to be my date place. Yeah, I used to take girls there, but I was also... <laughs> married at the time nobody so. goes there you don't take the good girl there but right? i was also married at the time so I was, yeah let's go to west oaks mall hey and my wife listening to this i was joking <laughs> that was an old time for me former time for me yo what's up you that's your list you making a comedy album <laughs> yeah man so uh funny story i don't know if you knew this because i started down south i actually started out as a guitar comic 
Well, uh, yeah, yeah, Nat Bay Mel did too. Yeah, Nat Bay Mel did, but Nat didn't really do original songs. He just played guitar yeah, while he it, did it, jokes. Yeah, and it was awful. Yeah, it was it awful. awful. But it was I love him Yeah. But uh, yeah, I actually come from a background of playing in bands and stuff. So before I got into comedy, I was playing music. And then when I got into comedy, I would just start playing. All I did was play my stupid funny songs, and then I gave it up because I learned how to write. And that's a joke. how many albums you got all together? No, uh, the thing was we were talking about it. it. What was it? We were after a show. Mike whipped out a guitar. After a podcast, I was playing the guitar one night after we recorded. And I was just playing some of the older songs, and he's like, "Dude, he's like, that's a funny song." And he's like, uh, "Where have I heard that before?" I'm like, "You probably haven't." I wrote it. He's like, "You wrote it?" And then he went into full like colonel parker manager mode he's like we're recording this shit we're putting it up on spotify he put it on his fucking twitter feed and stuff like that he's like we're gonna get some agents we're gonna get some money we're gonna do this and i'm like dude i don't know how to do any he's like you just write the songs so then we joked about it. i told him i didn't want to do it but now you know how it is man you got to put out everything when you see yeah. these instagram fucking guys taking shows from guys yeah. who have 45 minutes of material you Dude, I spent a whole there. road trip. I said, you know what? I'm just going to post videos of what popped in my head mm -hmm. and just to see if it would pick up some buzz. It didn't, but still, <laughs> it was to. fun to do. Like well, It was fun. Like I actually had a good time, but it wasn't like a skit. You know, a lot of comics mm -hmm. doing skits and stuff. This was just like, hey, like I think the mayor is bullshit. Right. The mayor of a city is the is the worst politician. Like, what does the mayor do? The mayor is only important in diehard movies. <laughs> Am I right or wrong? It's the mayor. The mayor's on line one. Like the mayor, the mayor wants yes. your badge. Every Bruce. time there's something bad happening in Orlando, you end up say, call the mayor's office. That never happens. <laughs> only in diehard movies, bro. You call the mayor, you get a voicemail that says, if this is an emergency, hang up and call 911. Because that's all I was gonna do anyways. Hey the mayor text me one. that. I'm putting that in my joke. <laughs> that was fun. That's a good tag, yo. Well, it's like uh, I asked you who was here last week, and it was what two shows with DC Young DC Fly. Young Fly yeah. And I'm like, I've never heard of this guy. I'm like, is he any good? He's like, dude, he's got like a million. Yeah, followers. he got mad followers. He's uh, he's one of the guys off of uh, he started Vine. off as an Instagram guy, and then Wildin' Out, he went that Wildin' Out. It was okay. funny because his Instagram video used to be one of my favorites of all time. Mm -hmm. It was called um, Battle Rappers Be Like. And mm -hmm. then he did like this skit of like how battle rappers rap, mm -hmm. and it was so funny. And then I'm telling like a year later, mm -hmm. still had like five million followers. Yeah, like you know, but 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 I guess I got that integrity, and I'm not saying anything <laughs> bad about his comedy. I just got the integrity of that. I just like old school comedy. We came up and different. I don't feel like I had yeah. to get out there and do some some stuff that's not what comedians did to get famous to get famous. Right. It, it, it sucks, but like now I got to, like Arnie Ellis used to say, I got to set my pubes on fire. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Five stars, you yeah. know what I mean? Like, But, you know, unfortunately, it's a different time. Like the people we looked up to when we were starring out were the ones who told us, keep all your stuff offline because yeah. you don't want someone in Milwaukee stealing your jokes, you know, and don't do this and don't do that. And you got to drive to every shit gig across the country, even if there's five people you got to perform for them. And I feel like we're the middle children of comedy because that all changed while we were coming up. And yeah, now yeah. you can get famous without ever leaving your... Never leave Bo your Burnham had theater sold out before he even started doing stand-up because he was doing the YouTube, the songs, and everything else. And if you watch some of his early specials, you can tell because he's never had to deal with a heckler. Like, at one point, someone's heckling him. He's like, hey, man, could you please be quiet? I'm trying to do some comedy up here. You know, it's like because he didn't come up in the club you know, type of scene. It, it's so funny you say that. I I was having a conversation with a comic. He he went online and, and was talking. He didn't bash the comedy club. But he said something about a comedy club. And I said, well, first of all, that's dumb. Mm -hmm. If a club doesn't book you, don't, because you talk negative about them, that doesn't mean that they're going to, you know what, I was wrong. 
Mm-hmm. Like you've ever grabbed a girl in the club and she's like, you not touch me? Like, well, fuck you, bitch. And then uh-huh. she turned around, you know what? I'm so sorry. Here's my phone number. That's like, it doesn't work like that. So I, I sent him a person. No, first I commented on this thing. I sent him a person message. I says, hey, I don't see you out much doing any shows. Are you are you still a comic? And he's like, nah, I'm just doing these videos trying to get famous. Like, he stopped doing stand-up. He's like, I don't really do the, the stand-up anymore. I'm doing videos now. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, and, and that's the thing. They think that. Well, hey, I didn't got to do stand-up anymore. Let me get these videos out, and then I get famous. And I keep telling comics it's the opposite. Get your comedy up. So mm-hmm. then when you get booked out the videos, you can actually do 45 minutes. Yeah, and it's easy. We can tell them that. But when they actually see people who did it the other way, and, yeah, you might you might get booked every club in the country once or twice. Yeah, but you're looking for years, a, yeah, yeah, if you're looking for a long-term done. career, yeah, you got to have the material done. to back it up. I, I would say the one great guy, I don't know if you ever heard him, who the hell is Ryan Davis? He mm. is actually, he was a comic that got famous off of videos. He is funny. Mm-hmm. Like, he's out of Charlotte. He's out of Charlotte. I, you know, I know him from the Carolinas. He's actually funny, but he went the other way. He went our way. He was right. a comic. Started doing some videos, and mm-hmm. he did a video about Odell Beckham Jr. in the club dancing, and it got <laughs> went viral. Mm-hmm. And then he just started getting mad followers, and then mm-hmm. now he gets booked off. Now. He did um, Side Spitters, and Side mm-hmm. Spitters rarely books an urban act. Right. And he he has Side Spitters, so that shows his numbers are pretty good. I was working the Funny Bone in Hartford probably about six, seven years ago, and I was there for the weekend hosting for Shane Moss. But the off night, there was a guy in there headlining. I can't remember his name. But the reason they booked him is he had had a viral video where he was at a wedding and did a dance with his little five-year-old daughter. Like, you know, the wedding dance thing was a big craze. But they did it where him and his five-year-old daughter had choreographed this little dance and everybody was freaking out. It looked like it was done with a home video camera caught. And I'm talking to him. I'm like, dude, that's, you know, he that's how he got famous off that. He's like, yeah, I got on Ellen because that video picked up and then they interviewed me. And then he's like, yeah, we we staged it all, dude. He's like, you need a viral video nowadays to but get. But was he even funny? <laughs> but 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 you know, and I was just in the office talking to the manager of this great club. You guys are doing your podcast. Chris Hispanic. We mentioned. We all were the just time. talking about uh, how her off nights are a lot of comics who are Instagram and internet mm-hmm. famous. Yeah. And you know, one of the, we're one of the rare clubs that actually locals get to mm-hmm. do off nights. Right. You know what I mean? But but for the most part, a lot of her off nights are like Instagram. Stars. Because and it comes down to butts and seats. Yeah, butts and seats. That's you it. know, I tell comics, like, hey, man, I want to get a night to improv. Like, well, can you bring people out? Yeah, man, I can fill it up. Mm-hmm. And then I go check their following, and they got 20, 200 people mm-hmm. on their fan page. Or a mm-hmm. video that they posted got 80 views. I say, mm-hmm. well, how you think? When my friends will come see me, everybody say that. Well, Bro, everybody has the my friends will come see me bullshit. No, they not. See. And if it is, it's 10 people. It's like, I need 300 people, bro. Can you get 300 people in here? If not, then no, you can't have your own night. And I, I try to explain to some people, and it took me years to figure this out. You can be funny as hell. They're not in the funny business. Most of these clubs we work aren't in the business. They're in the food and beverage business. Food and business. beverage, yo. They're and in the business business. The guy, the, guy <laughs> business, who, the guy who used to book the hosts and the off-night shows here told me once, he's like, Mike, if we found out tomorrow that people want to see llamas, this place wouldn't be the improv. It'd be llamas, llamas, llamas. Yeah. So we'd have three llamas on that stage, and you could pay an extra 15 bucks to feed them. Yeah. He's like, that's all this and is. $5 for and a photo op. I think, com- <laughs> I think comedy managers and all those movies and everything get romanticized. It's like, oh, I discovered this kid, and I'm grooming him, bringing him up. It's like, dude, it's not like that. I like that. that anymore, man. It's not like that. Really? I've hey. seen some very unfunny people 
get full weekends places just because they're recognized from movies, they're recognizable names, they'll get butts and seats, and no one gives a damn yeah. about your We were talking minutes. about one act that's coming in. I won't say their name. Mm-hmm. Uh, and she was like, they're, they're god-awful, but they'll be here soon. They're god-awful. They're god-awful. They'll yeah, be here. But, hey, people come see them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They come see them, man. That's like that country boy. That's like that country boy that came. Remember we watched, and he only had the first tier uh, filled up. Then they had nobody in the second or third. And all he did was uh, he would do he would do videos of filming himself like this. is What I hate, I hate blah blah blah. That's all he does, and uh, he did he did like thirty minutes. It was horrible. Wow. It was the worst. It was the worst stand up ever. Nobody was laughing. But everybody, nobody. Everybody paid. Everyone yeah, paid everybody to see. Everybody paid. Yeah. Even if it was Frontier, it still paid. Yeah. Like our shows locally would be front to back, but nobody dropped a dime on a ticket. Yeah. Nobody dropped a dime on the ticket. No, nah, we so. got we comp it. <laughs> hey, we comp it. But there's people right. in here, man. But yeah. I just stopped in, man. I saw y'all. I didn't know y'all recorded it here. Th- this is our first one. Oh, word. That's why you asked me if I was coming tonight? No, because the ladies were planning on something. Oh, yeah. They're going to meet up. Yeah, yeah. They, they're going to meet up. So Yeah, we got something special coming up. I'll email you about it tomorrow. Yeah. You already told them? No. Okay, well, you can tell them. We just can't see it on air. Okay, okay yeah. You can see it on air. No, but... worry, no one listens. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> you ain't, you ain't yeah. missening nothing. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I listen. I mean, I'm listening to this. You listen to this one. <laughs> I'm totally you listen to this, this one. Yeah. No, I saw that. I thought those were like comedy albums because I was going through. I realized I I want to do a new one next year, and, and this would be my fourth one. I actually have three. I did one when I first started. It's about 20 minutes, and then the second one was allow me to reintroduce myself, which was my feature set, and then the. My my wife and kids. I mean, my life and kids. They play your it's bits on Pandora one. too. Yeah. You, yeah. That was allow me to re- no allow me to reintroduce myself was first one. The Crown Plaza was the second one, okay. and then this one, my okay. my I life was, and kids. Yeah, I I was with you at the Crown Plaza. I wasn't on the show when you recorded, yeah. but I was there when you. Well, recorded. I wore the same then, shirt every show. And then I the featured, yep. yeah. And then I featured for you here when yeah. you did my. Uh, so it's time for here. a new one, man. It's been like three and a half years. I'm lazy. <sighs> yeah, I am. I, it's like you get you get comfortable with the material, and you're like, ah, well, people love it. So you got you you're so smart because you actually recorded it. Like I have stuff that I don't even do anymore from my feature set and stuff. I wish I recorded it when I thought it was funny. Yeah. And I look back. Do you do that? You look back at material you used to do and go, how did I do so well with such shitty oh, so material? Awful. Dude, that, like, that said, I got on, <laughs> on, on um, YouTube. Hard to watch? Oh, my God. <laughs> Every comedian is like, oh, I suck. I said, no, nah, watch this. I said, Ken, it was so funny. I said, mm-hmm. man, that, it was hacky. Mm-hmm. It, it, there was nothing to it. I said, it killed because it was the improv. It was downtown. It, it had to be at least 400 people in there. It was like mm-hmm. one of my first times doing the improv. It was a competition. Mm-hmm. I said, that's why I said, man, if I did that set today, man, boo. y'all boo me up out of here. Boo. You'll boo me up out of here. But I said, but I, but now looking back at it, I'm like, yeah, I know better now. Like, it's mm-hmm. hard to tell these young guys. You know, we talked about in the green room, mm-hmm. they have a five-minute set of no laughing. Mm-hmm. And they were like, well, they paid attention. <laughs> <laughs> like, well, they really like. If like, that was your job. <laughs> they like, hey, they paid attention. Can I get a guest spot at the bonkers? Like, yeah. no. Like, the, the 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 thing with this is to be funny. It's it's like, hey, you cook and the cook brings out the food. You're like, yo, this is awful. Yeah, but I cooked it. <laughs> like, dang, bro, there's food on the damn plate, yo. Like, you should be happy and pay me. Mm-hmm. And that's how comics are now. They're like, well, they were paying attention, and, and, and you know, that, that should be enough. It's not even about that's, – that's the thing that breaks my heart because I've always wanted to do stand-up. Like, I'm passionate about – I actually really love this. Mm-hmm. And it kills me when I see somebody get up there and then they get off and they're proud. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and they have not accomplished a damn thing. 
but then they look at me like I'm wrong because I don't want to let them host a guest spot. And then when you say something, and then when you say something that they don't like, oh, oh Cam Miller is the, is the is, bad is guy. Worse, oh. MF. And oh, this and oh that, God! Somebody told me about something. I heard a rumor I was racist. Oh, that's a new one. Yeah, somebody said I was racist because I didn't book white comedians. Ninety percent <laughs> of the hosts were bonkers. Is white. <laughs> white. <laughs> white dudes, bro. So it is what it is, man. But y'all get back to y'all thing. Thanks for having me, man. I'm going to steal three minutes because that's the only thing new I wrote is three minutes. Right on. Well, Godfather of Comedy, Orlando. Yeah, try native. out that mayor thing while you're out there. Uh, <laughs> I'm the, um, the oh, I love that joke. It's one of my favorites. Ken Miller, everybody. Ken Miller. We'll have you back when we actually have microphones. What's that? Oh, whatever. He's out of here. Yep. Yeah. Well, guess who else we got right here? Hey, Robbie Moreland, come hop in the come chair. Wow, here. we were just, look at this. <laughs> what did I tell you today? Hey, I told you yesterday. I I'm even like, got hey, topics man, for no reason. Work on the board. <laughs> we want another microphone. Uh, yeah. yeah. Ladies and gentlemen, I'd like to take a moment to introduce you to a friend of the show. This is Mr. Robert Moreland. More importantly, he's probably the finest close-up magician working Central Florida Possibly Florida. I don't know every magician in Florida, but I can tell you he's in Central Florida. Mr. Robbie Moreland, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> hey, Robbie. Hi, guys. There you go. Thanks, Mike. <laughs> no, what? dude, that was amazing. Like, you guys just had Ken Miller on. Yeah. So good. Like, you know, that's the thing. It's like I, I idolize you guys here in Florida just because I love comedy. I freaking love comedy. And but like, we're opposite on that. We love your magic because you right. blow our brains out, man. When we're out, you because what happens is we go to the open mic every Wednesday and you come out after your show at Sluice. And, uh, and then you just bust out this, the, the uh, slide, what was it called? Slide of hand? No. Close up. Well, what was it officially called? Well, I I call it sleight of hand. Sleight of hand. I hate okay. Calling it magic because it just sounds so faggy. <laughs> but at the same time, you know, it's like one of those things where, like, you know, don't get me wrong. I love the idea that people believe it's. That's come on, like really, like we all know there's no such thing as magic. But at the same time, I believe. At the same time, it's not about magic. It's about the suspension of disbelief. It's about you know enjoying. Can uh, I just say? For a guy that comes from a lineage of people, men who wore a handlebar mustache and top hats and capes, for you to come out and go, oh, they call it magic. Sounds kind of faggy. Anyone see my sequin pants? <laughs> Seriously, though. Come on, man. David Copperfield was wearing ruffled shirts in the 80s. Come on. And you know what the hell he calls himself? An illusionist. He never called himself a magician. Oh. <laughs> I would hate for anyone to think I was gay. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, come on, man. He's been sued on, like, sexual misconduct for, like, so many times. Like, I don't know. <laughs> no shit. Oh, man. That guy's dealt with so many fucking, I, like. Because <laughs> he, he has, he actually has a private island. I remember this story. One woman said that she went out there and he, you know, took advantage of her and stuff like this. And in court, the judge actually said, you went to a private yeah. island with David Copperfield. Like, <laughs> I believe it's international waters. I think the judge even said there's really... <laughs> There's no better way to say, hey, that was consensual. I'm going to fly you out to my private island to hang out only. No. I believe David Copperfield actually looked at the judge and said, how can I make these charges disappear? You want to know something interesting about him? He's the first magician that's ever been considered a billionaire. Wow. Really? Yeah. Like Forbes magazine did an article on him recently. What about uh, the other dude? No, he's. A, I'm, I'm gonna tell you right Blaine, now. Yeah. Like I, I hear all these magicians, they talk about, hey, 
um, I'm going to be the next Copperfield. I'm like, no, you're not. <laughs> I tell him, I'm like, no, you're not. Like, I was like, yo, un- until you get an Emmy by the time you're 19 years old, you're never going to be. How old are you, 22? You're already Yeah, you're done. Like, yo, sorry. You know, you might be you, but you're not going to be the next Copperfield. That guy fucking just, like, rocked it. So how long have you been doing sleight of hand? Since I was 14 years old. Oh, wow. Yeah. So that's what, like, how many years? Are we- <laughs> What's the math here? God, I'm 39 now. All right, we'll leave it at that. What's the math, Mike? I'm getting up there. <laughs> All right, that's that's good enough. <laughs> I, I was trying to shit on you because I'm not going to do the math. I'm horrible at math. That's okay. You've been doing it for a long time. A long time. We're going to leave it a long time. More questions. So you've been doing it for a long time. Long time. Uh, yeah, I, you know what's funny is the fact that, you know, I was so religious back when I got into this stuff. Really? Yeah. Is that a, up, is that a taboo up, thing? Well, I was brought up in a southern bad. Oh, dude, I'm from Savannah, Georgia. I live right outside of Savannah, Georgia, in a little town called Effingham <laughs> County. Like yo, and uh, his first magic was making the knots disappear on the nooses. <laughs> you know, like look now it's a noose. No, it's not. No, I'm sorry, but oh, we are gonna line from Ralphie May. I'm my own first cousin. All right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, he's not with us anymore. You can. I know. It. God bless him. You know, like he was one of my favorites too. So wow, and then um. And then you've been doing that, and but what, so where else have you been performing throughout? I know you perform at a lot of places, all over the place. I just got booked for a magic convention in San Francisco. Oh, so how? Wow. Although, although, although it still hasn't been announced, but wow. I just closed it. I are just closed sure the deal. Wanna, are you sure you want to call it a magic convention in San Francisco? <laughs> it, maybe there's going to be maybe, a lot of magic there. Maybe it's an illusionist convention. Hey. I told you that's why I call myself a sleight of hand yeah. artist, is so I don't give the wrong impression. For my next chick, I'm gonna make my cock disappear. <laughs> Who would like to assist? <laughs> I, yeah, you know what? I'm already trying to. Uh, I'm already like researching like restaurants and stuff in that area, like and stuff. It's kind of crazy when you get booked to a place you've never been before. And I'm sitting here like, okay, so I'm going to be doing magic and I'm going to be hanging out with a bunch of dudes that do card tricks. And uh, I'm sitting here thinking to myself, all right, I, I eventually have to get away from all of that because... Do, do, do illusionists bomb? Absolutely, dude. We eat a bag of di- I ate a bag of dicks tonight. When I was <laughs> Go <in fucking> on. <laughs> dude, like it was crazy. It's going around. We just got done talking about my first five minutes here last week. I was like, bag of dicks. Yeah, but you were trying new stuff. I saw your set last <laughs> Oh, yeah. Well, you know the difference, too. Like, uh, <laughs> like I eat a bag of dicks. I'm like, hmm, this is an unusual flavor. <laughs> Kermit eats a bag of dicks so often, he's like, ah, oh, just like Mob oh, used to okay. make. All right. <laughs> no, 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 you did fine, man. Like, granted, you were trying new stuff, man, and it was controversial shit, too. I applaud you for having the nuts sack to try it, you know? like. That's... Well, you know, when it comes to, like, what's a bag of candy, M&M or Skittles, you have to take a stance. And you have to be willing to deal with the consequences of that stance. Absolutely. But I agree totally. Back to you, man. San Francisco, you're going out there. Are you lecturing? Because I know you do a lot of lecturing. And they want me to do a performance. In, they do a, it's a very small convention, 80 attendees. Tops. Wow. They don't allow anything else other than that. Um, wow. And, and it, it specializes in close-up magicians, mm. which is my specialty. I love close-up magic. I'm trying to kind mm. of evolve to more platform-style stuff because – I'm, you know, it's when, you know, the rooms that I'm doing now are starting to increase, which is a great thing. Mm-hmm. But when you're a close up magician, the bigger the room gets, the harder it is to do to deliver the goods. Unless you have like projection screens and shit like that. Wow. And Only- I can't afford all that nonsense right now. You know, so I'm, I'm basically what I'm trying to do now is sort of, I guess, evolve into more of a parlor style performer. Only 80 attendees. You could do that show in a closet. 
which is where most magicians spent their early years. <laughs> I mean, illusionists. <laughs> Do you think they're going to add that to the LBGT, LBGTI? Oh, my God, yes. Lesbian, certainly. gay, transgender, and illusionists. Yes, they're going to add an M right to the end of it. M- magicians. magicians. <laughs> the M word. No, I, I get what you're saying. Why, why, why do you um, guys think I hang out with comedians? Because I want to be better. Mm. <laughs> uh, if you if you haven't, uh, I don't think we you mentioned it. Robbie has his own show uh, locally over at Sleuth on Air National Drive, Sleuth Dinner Theater, Air National Drive. Uh, it's every Wednesday. Starts at uh, the doors open at five forty five, and my show starts. I well, <laughs> here's the funny story about that. I I originally wanted to do an hour. In fact, you know, I, I had other people that were working with me. <coughs> but really? at the same time, we were going to do an hour. We couldn't do an hour. Why is we that? Could, we couldn't do an hour. Because they opened the, the doors to the theater at 545. My show was supposed to start at 6. Okay. So you got 15 minutes to check in, grab a drink, get some fucking hors d'oeuvres, you know, so that nobody could get in the show in time. Oh. You know, so I, I basically said, you know what? We're going to start at 6.15. That way people can get what they need. They can get to the room, and then I can start the show. So we started doing that. Even that is, like, not enough time. Damn. <laughs> so I basically had to take what would have been an hour show, and I had to condense it down into 45 minutes. So now I'm, like, rushing through all of this. But don't get me wrong. It's still a great show. I love doing it. But so what, what, I wish it could have been the original hour I had prepared. So in those forty-five minutes, you could you said you bombed tonight. How, how did you bomb tonight? Well, did like you like drop? A, like I said, I'm doing close-up magic, and right. you got people sitting in the peripherals. So it's like well, you know. I think it should point out your show is in addition. Sluice does it like a dinner mystery theater sh- show where you sit, have dinner, solve a murder. Uh, Robbie's show is like a pre-show to that, like an add-on like to the ticket, adds show. quality to the ticket. So what they do is, uh, you know, they have like an hour before the show. They're supposed to get their check in then before they get seated for the dinner show. So he actually performs in a nice little theater called The Garden Room, which is you've been there before. We do comedy there Saturday nights. Uh, Kevin White runs an open mic showcase over there. And, uh, yeah, I think when it comes to you, part of the thing, too, is people say magic show and they think, oh, the kids are going to love this. And that's not what you do. No, you're not a kids party. Hey, where'd the handkerchief go type guy? You are sophisticated magic for adults. Yeah. Well, I mean, and and in a clean way, too. You know, like it's Mm -hmm. not like I'm doing magic that is like dirty. You know, I don't do like the bras and shit, you know, that you see some people (laughs) do. I do. I do magic that's sophisticated. I grew up on the classics. I, you know, the good magicians, the ones that were hanging out at the Magic Castle in Los Angeles. And I studied students that came from that arena. And when you watch sleight of hand at that level, it is like fucking Jedi Knights, dude. You know, like they do stuff that looks just like magic, but they don't call it magic because they understand how gay that really sounds. <laughs> so it's like. But they call it sleight of hand. And when you see good sleight of hand, there's no reason not to call it a magical experience. You know, like it's, right. it's one of those things that's. And you, I watch you and I tell people all the time, like I've done comedy magic for a while and I've always admired magicians. I've never called myself a magician because the difference is I know 
Well, the difference is I'm straight. No, but I've <laughs> never I've never called myself a magician the same way that I get upset when I hear an open mic or say I'm a comedian. I'm like, you haven't earned it yet. You know, like I'm a practitioner. I en- I'm a hobbyist. I enjoy it. And yeah, I've slipped it in to like some of the uh, comedy magic when I do like casinos and stuff like that. But what you do is just so amazing. Like I've always said, I'm not going to spend 20 years learning that move because I can buy a trick deck and do the same thing. However, that being said, when I watch you do tricks for people and they turn around and they're like, oh, my God, he's so good because he's so quick. And I don't know where I read this, but it was about another magician. But I, I now put it fully upon how I refer to you. I'm like, no, the reason he's good is he's so slow. Like people think all your changes and all everything you're doing, they're like they feel like they must have missed something or he just moved too quickly. But I sit there and they call it burning when you sit there and just stare mm-hmm. at someone and I will burn and I will have an idea of how what you're doing is working and still not be able to see it. No, like when I was a kid, when I was practicing this stuff, I would practice, I would scrutinize myself in the mirror. And, and the reason I did mirrors because that was before I ever had a camera. And then, and then I would get a camera and I would like point a camera and I would get it like right up to the point to where it was almost blurry. And then I would make sure it was still clear and then I would practice the move in front of that. And then I would watch it over and over again. And I'd say, that shit looks like, like terrible. But the idea is to create something that looks natural. Mm-hmm. And that way it sort of slips under the radar. And it allows the audience to sort of embrace it in a way. I, I, I really can't describe it any better than that. It's, you want it to look like just what would normally happen but then all of a sudden uh, uh, all of a sudden something miraculous happens yeah. and i and I, it's like you know you're like what? where did that come from you i know? will say this i think that's why close-up magic has always seemed more magical to me because you see this stuff on tv and you see the stuff at a theater and it's like you can if you're in, if you're doing a show in a theater as a performer you can control the sight lines you can use screens you can use smoke machines you can use everything else to me, there's nothing more magical. I think this is why David Blaine used to get such good reactions. When would would you agree? David Blaine kind of became the street magician. Like oh, David absolutely. Blaine, David Blaine became famous for doing tricks that had been around. I was reading in magic books since fourth grade. Speaking of which, when I was in like elementary school and wanted to be a magician, I would go to the library. We didn't have internet. I would go to my school's library. They would have like three books on magic. I would check out all three at the beginning of the school year, and I would just keep renewing it. And this back when you had the little handwritten checkout. And I wasn't even working hard to learn all the tricks. I knew I wasn't that ambitious. I just didn't want anyone else to be able to learn. The latest episode of episode 25. It's going to sound real weird. It's going to be cut off real hard. Uh, and uh, it is what it is, man. So apologies. Uh, we're still going to... Um, we still got one in the announcement that I, I uh, kind of we kind of messed up on. There's twenty dollars hidden somewhere in Orlando, and Mike didn't give me the clues, and Mike's the only one that knows the clues. So there's gonna be twenty dollars hidden in Orlando for two weeks. Hopefully, a homeless person doesn't find it, and then ruins your guys' chances of getting twenty dollars. Um, and with that said, that's episode twenty-five with obligatory podcast with myself and Mike. Um, you can catch us on Spotify, iTunes. Uh, we actually have a brand new Instagram page. Uh, you can catch it at Obligatory Podcast. And that's about it. So, oh, and YouTube, of course. Um, apologies. It is what it is. And uh, we'll see you guys next week for episode 26. Later. Later.